0: there are opportunities for really good marketers to be able to get into amazon and build a brand that's going to steal market share all of this takes investment it takes money but at the same time as you're gaining more sales more brand awareness and you continue to scale your budgets are only going to increase and that's going to give you more and more tools or more weapons to use against a lot of these established brands
1: welcome to the marketing boost solutions podcast join host marco torres co-founder of marketingboost.com along with expert guests as they deliver incredible, proven solutions to your marketing challenges in each power-packed episode. Captain Marco has guided thousands of entrepreneurs growing their sales and marketing through the use of value-add incentives. His Facebook groups are home to more than 84,000 entrepreneurs who are raking in sales with his advice. Get ready to be blown away with game-changing lessons for your business.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Boost Solutions podcast. Today, I've got a great guest. We're going to be talking about how to build and grow your business. And with sales on Amazon, we're meeting with Mr. Mike Begg. He's an entrepreneur and expert in e-commerce and digital marketing. Mike co-founded Amazon Advisors with his two partners in 2015, and he's generated over a half a billion dollars in sales for his clients. Mike and the Amazon team, uh, or AMZ team, I guess I should say, Uh, the AMZ team also operates AMZ courses educating Amazon sellers on how to maximize sales in the platform. And Go Advance, which helps brands expand into Latin America, which is one of his expertises as well. Mike loves sharing advice and help on anything related to Amazon and building efficient businesses. So, Mike, say hello.
0: I'm Marco. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for that introduction uh and you it's fine amz uh amazon that happens a lot so uh it's what the amz stands for so i guess the connotation works the right way
2: yeah i figured that and i realized well it's you know amz amazon So (laughs) we get the (laughs) idea so cool man i've i've uh i've always wanted to have a big amazon successful store and, and launch products on amazon i have uh not done that yet we've got uh we did launch my wife and i launched a um a while back, a um, food business and what have you, a, you know, uh, we called it the yellow van market and had a bunch of cool stuff on there, but uh, never really got great at selling on Amazon as of yet. So I'm all ears for this conversation today. How did you get into selling on Amazon, Mike?
0: Sure. So uh, I originally started uh back when I was working at Sears. So my my background was working in uh, the retail space a little bit. I was working at Sears in real estate. Um, At the time, we were looking at different ways to repurpose Sears stores or how to redevelop them. And uh, just happened to come across a deal where Amazon was buying a piece of property. And it kind of made me think about, you know, what is Amazon doing buying stores? I mean, they're, you know, they're the online retailer. Why do they want a store? Uh, and then, from there, I realized you could start selling products on Amazon. So uh, initially, it started with selling like the the Kindle publishing books, the the you know the Kindle ebooks. Uh, I started doing that. From there, I learned that you could sell physical products on Amazon. And the first thing I did was retail arbitrage. Uh, retail arbitrage is when you go to you know your local your local target, your local Walmart, buying whatever's on clearance and turning around and flipping it on Amazon. Made about uh ten to fifteen thousand dollars doing that, took that money and started buying product from China uh, with my own brand, my own you know brand name on it, importing it to the U.S. and then selling it online. And that's how I kind of got to the point where I started selling products online. Uh, obviously, one of the things that led me to AMZ Advisors was realizing that I'm very good at selling the products. Uh, my weaknesses have always been uh, figuring out how to manage the inventory and the supply chain. So uh, I took to my strengths uh, with my two partners. We started an agency where we help other brands sell more online. So uh, again, focusing on what we're good at and you know, letting the inventory management side not be handled by us.
2: Cool, cool. And right now, we, 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 before we went recording live, I you were telling me you are in uh, Guadalajara uh guadalajara rather
0: and uh how long have you been there i've been here in guadalajara for six years uh i first came here in september well, first I, I first came here in april 2017 uh ended up meeting my wife uh at the time you know we we weren't even dating uh i left traveled ended up coming back later in 2017 ever since then we've uh more or less been together so uh it's been a long time here in guadalajara um i've learned a lot of things, uh, by being in Mexico and, and living in Latin America, that's been a really unique experience for me.
2: And so I guess that makes your wife Mexican, bro. Yes, it does.
0: Yeah, she's, could, uh, she's from, Guadalajara, the, the from nickname. Guadalajara.
2: That was your reason to move there mm. and so forth. Good for you. Um, uh, And then the dollar goes far in Mexico. So you make your money on Amazon and live the life
0: of a king, I imagine, in uh, Guadalajara. (laughs) Yes, getting paid in dollars and paying in pesos definitely helps. Definitely goes
2: a long way, that's cool. Uh,
0: I'm planning on being
2: in Mexico next week. And so this will, you know, and and one of the places I want to visit is Guadalajara. Maybe we'll stop and have some coffee. All right, so let's uh, continuing down the road of, of Amazon uh sellers what is some of the biggest mistakes people make when they try to launch a business or start selling products on amazon
0: the one of the most common mistakes that most sellers make is that they think it's just going to be easy they're just going to throw the products up and they're just going to start selling and that's going to be it that used to be the case maybe you know seven eight years ago uh but the platform has evolved a lot in complexity and sophistication Uh, a lot more brands have come to the platform a lot more uh, brands have been built just from you know very savvy marketers understanding how to manipulate the platform and how to use the platform the right way. So it's no longer a game where you can just come and you know try writing some some product titles, some some bullet points, and product description and throw it up and hopefully it goes well. You really need to think about the SEO aspects of it, the sales copy aspects of it, how your images are affecting can uh, click through rates and conversion rates and all the different aspects that go into it, as well as investing into the platform. Uh, that's another area where we see a lot of sellers fail is that they don't invest into the platform enough and they don't get the results they want because of it. They end up getting frustrated. And they they give up. Amazon, Are you,
2: are, are you referring to uh, advertising investment?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Amazon is a, a pay to play pl- platform at this point. I mean, if you have shopped on Amazon at any point recently, you search any product and there's ads everywhere. There used to be less ad space or less ad supply and, you know, more opportunities to rank organically at the top. But now you really have to be advertising to have your product discovered on the platform. Hmm.
2: And so what is the, uh, the difference between, I mean, how powerful is the SEO version then if the majority of it is all now pay per play?
0: It's still important and it all ties together at the end of the day. Um, The way Amazon is just another search engine like Google. Uh, However, the ranking factors for Google are a lot different than they are for Amazon. With Amazon, you're really focused on two different things. One is like how well you're converting. So what's your conversion rate and how long you've been converting on a specific keyword. That's going to determine your SEO. So when you create your listing, you want to make sure that you have the most relevant keywords for your product, uh, because those are the ones that you're going to end up being indexed for. And then you want to make sure that you're converting highly on each of those. And that really comes to making sure that your images look good. Your product is well explained. The sales copy is demonstrating how it solves the consumer's problem. All of those are going to be incredibly important because when a customer comes and searches for a water bottle and your product shows up and they buy the water bottle when they, they click your product, that is showing a relevancy signal to Amazon. Hey, this product is relevant for the keyword water bottle. So the more conversions you get on that keyword, the higher you're going to rank. The higher you're going to rank, the more sales history you're going to have over time. You're going to continue to move up the rankings. Um, While advertising is still incredibly important now to get that visibility, you still want to be in the long term increasing your rankings on the Amazon platform. Uh, When you look at the stats, I think it's something like 70% of all sales on Amazon are the first three products that show up. Uh, On a search results page, and then once you get outside of the page one, uh, I think it drops to like only ten percent of sales happen outside of page one on Amazon. So it's really important to to get the SEO piece in place and and try to get to page one as fast as possible. Now,
2: some of the ads on Amazon, I've seen that they, you know, they uh, if I'm not mistaken, you can be bounced off with click on the ad. You can be bounced off to the a company or an advertiser's website. Is that, uh, I'm surprised that Amazon allows that rather than having the purchase take place on amazon.com. But I guess if they're paying enough, adver- if they're generating enough advertising revenue, they're willing to do that. Uh, is that, is that a, a model that's a good idea or are they better off advertising to stay within the Amazon platform, You know, click over and buy the product directly on the Amazon site?
0: So the type of ad that you're speaking about is, is a programmatic ad. And it's from the Amazon uh, DSP platform, the demand side, uh, demand side programmatic, I think, is what it stands for. Um, essentially, that is a very powerful tool for targeting existing customers. So similar to like Facebook ads, where we have uh, the ability to target interest groups or um, you know people that have viewed whatever, you can create lookalike audiences and custom audiences the same way in the DSP. The most powerful way to leverage it from my uh, perspective is to use the existing sellers or the existing uh, customers, I should say, that are purchasing your product on the Amazon platform, pushing them into a custom audience, and then running the ads that way. So once you have a audience of customers that are buying the products from you already, you can use your DSP uh, advertising to target people are similar and then push those people to your website. So... That's really where the benefit comes from that. Uh, From Amazon's standpoint, I mean, they make a ton of money on the advertising no matter what. Um, And advertising now is their biggest source of profit, uh, I think, outside of AWS. Um, But the point is, uh, when you are leveraging the platform the right way, you can take advantage of running advertising on Amazon and using that to benefit your advertising that's going to your storefront or whatever other channels you're looking at
2: and i've heard one of your podcasts i was listening to you where you talk about one of the you know the three things that that a uh, somebody selling on amazon needs to be aware of is you know lifetime value uh, the amazon funnel which i'm very curious about and the of course your acquisition costs but tell me more about what do you mean by an amazon funnel
0: yeah so it's really the same as the marketing funnel that you're going to be using anywhere else. Uh, You have your bottom of the funnel, which are people that are ready to buy. You have your middle of the funnel, which are people that are in the consideration phase or considering options for a product uh, or a service in some instances, or you have top of the funnel where you're trying to make more people aware that your company and your brand exists. The marketing funnel exists within Amazon and there are a variety of different advertising uh, types and, and campaigns that you can run to hit all of these levels of the, of the funnel. Uh, The most basic one is the sponsored products advertising. These are the ones that show up in search results. So the first three results on a search page are a sponsored product ad where it says like sponsored on it. Uh, Those are great for bottom of the funnel. When people are searching for a specific keyword, your product showing up there at the top. Generally, when people are searching for a specific keyword, they have uh, high intent to buy the product. So that high intent plus plus the placement means that you're going to get a lot of conversions from it. So those are great to run at the bottom of the funnel. In the middle of the funnel, you're looking at sponsored brands and sponsored display, even some sponsored products, but you're focused more on product targeting and category targeting. And what I mean by that is that you want your product listing to show up on similar products uh, that customers are going to. So your competitor products or related products that might be on the platform or related categories that your products are selling in. So um, the idea being here is that when someone goes to someone else's page, you want to have the ability for them to find your product, to consider your product, because if they're looking at another brand's product, they're likely in market, or they're at least interested in whatever the product or service is. So having your, your product there as being visible is a great way to bring people over to your page and hopefully you know generate a sale at some point. You can also implement retargeting and things to get them to come back to the page later. Finally, as you move up the funnel, you're getting to DSP, you're getting to the sponsor display. This is really about uh, leveraging as, you know, maximizing impressions, uh, maximizing visibility, uh, using targeting interest groups, targeting demographics, uh, people that might be interested in purchasing your product, getting them to come to the page, and then leveraging a lot of the other uh, advertising types. So that's really how you build the funnel within Amazon. And then from there, you can start leveraging uh, tools like I I mentioned before, DSP for advertising to your own website based on your Amazon audience. And and then you're just making Amazon just part of your broader brand's funnel across all of your channels.
2: Hmm. So, and then lifetime value. I mean, most people don't understand what that means, but how would you define it?
0: Um, I mean, lifetime value is obviously, uh, how much a customer is going to spend, uh, on your products, uh, over the lifetime of, uh, and yeah, purchasing from so, you.
2: Again, since I'm not a big ad, uh, uh, haven't been a seller of Amazon products or, or rather selling anything on Amazon, when you sell them to, to create that lifetime value. I mean, you're, when you make a sale, you're acquiring that lead information as well. You know, for your, I would imagine you're acquiring the, you know, the, the name, phone number, email, et cetera, so that you can continue to market to them outside of Amazon? Or is that not something that's easily done inside
0: of Amazon? Yeah, that's actually not, that's not easily done. It's not possible. Amazon won't share the the personal uh, identif- identifiable information uh, with sellers. Uh, the only instances where they do that is when you're doing an FBM order or you're fulfilling from your own warehouse to a consumer. If you're using the Amazon uh, fulfillment by Amazon service, you're not going to get access to that detail. So they protect their customer data a lot, which makes a lot of sense. The ways that you can leverage customer lifetime value within Amazon are uh like the sponsor, the subscribe and save program, uh, getting people to purchase the product and create recurring purchases over time, um, or other ways that you could potentially increase customer lifetime value would be things like product insert cards. So when they purchase the product and it arrives, you're offering them uh you know a discount or you know, a warranty or whatever on your own website uh, where they can then come to your website, sign up for whatever, and then you have the ability to remarket them.
2: Now with the Amazon uh, Fulfillment by Amazon platform, uh, how do you qualify for that? I mean, do you have to have uh, obviously a certain amount of sales volume first and then, or is that part of the setup and negotiation? You can look, I've got this, I expect this amount of sales and, you know, ship to them or how does it work?
0: So with uh, Fulfillment by Amazon, it's actually not invitation uh, only. So anyone that signs up as a seller on Amazon can get access to FBA. Uh, Amazon just will attribute the storage space to them based on their sales history. So if you're a new seller or a new account joining the platform, they're, you're going to have smaller uh, storage space attributed to you. But as you build up sales history, that storage space increases. So for example, we have clients that are able to store Uh, hundreds of thousands of units at Amazon Fulfillment if they wanted to. Uh, When you're starting out for the first time, you might only be able to store a thousand units. So uh, the space is open to anyone. Anyone can choose to use it or not use it. Um, However, being in the FBA program is what gives you the prime badge on the listings. So if you're going to Amazon, you've seen the prime badge. A lot of people buy a product that has a prime badge over not having a prime badge. Uh, And the easy way to get that is using the FBA program.
2: Because that's... The Prime Badge means you're going to be able to get that overnight shipping or two-day shipping and stuff versus not. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of that, um, let me talk about Marketing Boost incentives for a moment. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back after hearing from our sponsor, Marketing Boost. Hang on, folks. We'll be right back.
1: It's time to wow, surprise, and impress your clients with the most powerful customer draw card available anywhere. The Marketing Boost Solutions Show is brought to you by Marketing Boost, where you can get valuable travel and restaurant incentives to drive your leads from prospects to paying customers. Now you can offer complimentary hotel stays in over 130 destinations worldwide. Go to MarketingBoostSolutions.com and try it for free right now.
2: Welcome back to the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast. We're here with Mike Beck, the expert on selling on Amazon. We just heard from our sponsor, Marketing Boost. Folks, if you're looking for ways to wow, surprise, and delight your clients, You need to look at adding Amazon, um, adding marketing boost to your product mix so you can entice, you can incentivize your client to take action. Uh, I don't know if you can do that. So I just wanted to jump in. You know, a lot of people don't even know what it means to be a, to use incentive-based marketing. And I often talk about how Amazon launched Amazon Prime about, I think that was back in 2005. And when they launched Amazon Prime in 2005, people were not even, they weren't buying Amazon Prime to watch videos. We weren't even high, you know, heavy streamers in those days. We were buying Amazon Prime for $79 back then, now it's I think a hundred, but you were buying it back then to get what? Free shipping, that was the incentive. Free shipping, if you joined Amazon Prime, you were a VIP Amazon member and you had access to free shipping that was genius on their part you know jeff bezos is now one of the richest men in the world the most you know amazing online retailer in the world thanks to ship free shipping with amazon prime now everybody tries to compete with that and everyone tries to offer free shipping if they can to compete with amazon so that's what I'm, what marketing boost incentives is all about how do you create your whatever you package whatever you sell and add value by adding an incentive like the travel incentives by marketing boost. All right, back to you, Mike. Uh, sorry to take that detour from your product, but it ties in real well with Amazon Prime incentives. I thought I'd talk about it. Um, we were talking earlier about the Amazon funnel, and uh, I still have a hard time envisioning, you know, a sales funnel because all of the pages on Amazon to me pretty much look alike, no matter what product or service you're selling. So. Are you talking, how do you, what do you define? I mean, how did that, what do you make sense of that for me on what an Amazon funnel is?
0: So uh, we talked slightly about ad placements and just go a little bit more detail on those. Uh, And then the targeting from the ad placements will be the next one. Like I mentioned, sponsored products are the ads that show up in the search results. So if you search water bottle, the first three results that show up on water bottle is a sponsored uh, product ad. At the top, uh, you'll sometimes see a banner ad that shows up. That's sponsored brands. Sponsored brands allows you to educate the consumer more about your brand. Uh, you know, let them learn more about the other products in the catalog. Uh, that's more of you know middle of the funnel, educational, creating awareness. Uh, when you click to a product page, there's additional ad placements. So you have on the right-hand side, you have uh, where you buy the product or where the option to buy now is. Below that, there's one ad, uh, which is a sponsored display ad. And then frequently below the bullet points, there's also another ad that shows up, also sponsored display. Um, all of these ad types serve different purposes. So when we're talking about the ones that are on the product detail pages, if you are, there's different ways to leverage them. If it's your own products, so if I'm selling my water bottle and I have a water bottle, uh, I don't know, holder, let's say for lack of a better term, I want my water bottle holder to be showing up in those ad placements because I don't want someone else's, I don't want another competitor's ad to be showing up in there. So like I want someone to come to my page, create more awareness of the other products that I have within my catalog, potentially get them to even purchase both products within my catalog by running those ads. It's also protecting my listings uh, or protecting my brands from having competitors advertising on there. This is really like, almost getting to the point where you're talking about different levels of the funnel. You're talking about awareness and your catalog side. I get it. I get it
2: now. So the ads, you're putting ads against your own product that are, that are complementary to, or, or another, another version of the same product that that is yours so that you're controlling. If if you did get eyeballs on your product, they're not being bounced off to a competing product. Exactly. And And that's part of what you are defining as the, amazon funnel
0: and the other the other thing there is vice versa is that everyone has that same problem so if i'm not running my own product as ads on my if i'm not running my other products as ads on my main product or my water bottle in this instance every other competitor that sells water bottles is going to be running ads on my product that is the consideration phase it's like how do i get other people to consider my product well it's i take advantage of the other product listing pages on amazon to show up to create the potential for a customer to see my ad and click to my page. So that is, again, consideration. We're talking middle of the funnel here. Uh, We mentioned sponsored products. That's bottom of the funnel. You know, you search water bottles. The first three results are water bottles. Top three results on Amazon get 70% of the sales. You're going to click one of those and buy. That's bottom of the funnel. When we're talking top of the funnel and awareness is where it gets a little bit trickier to measure because a lot of these ad placements happen off of Amazon. So I'm sure that maybe you've been on other platforms like, um, I don't know, CNN or, or some news channel or uh, your local paper or whatever, and you see an Amazon ad show up on the side. That is sponsored display. So you're trying to create more awareness. You're subconsciously creating more viewpoints for this client, uh, for the customer, the potential customer to find your product, to click it, uh, click to it, bring them back to Amazon. Um, I think like, I don't remember the exact number, but... I think the number of touch points that a consumer has before they usually buy a brand's product at this point is like 14. Uh, So the more frequently you can show up and the more frequently you can have your ad seen, the more likely the consumer is actually going to purchase the product from you. You
2: know, what what sounds amazing or or challenging is with all of the, uh, with all of that competition and all those advertising competitors within uh, any, any product search on Amazon you you also don't acquire the customer information, so you're not so it's hard to build a, a lifetime or to leverage lifetime value out of that transaction because you're not getting the the client info unless you're not if, unless you're doing your own fulfillment, which in a way sounds like it would be a benefit to be doing your own fulfillment so you can acquire the client info and build a lifetime value versus um, uh, Facebook, or rather Amazon uh, fulfillment by Amazon FBA. Uh, do you have any opinion on that? Is there value in being not participating in FBA so you can have your, you know, acquire the content information and attempt to build a lifetime value, additional sales from them? Or is everything really better off if you've got if you've got something, you know, that needs to be shipped by mail, that it'd be part of the Amazon Prime product?
0: No, I mean, I think from my perspective, you, when you take a more holistic view of how the e-commerce world looks in general, over 70% of product searches start on Amazon. So whether you have your own Shopify page, whether you're you're selling on a eBay or Walmart or whatever platform, if you're not on Amazon, your products are not going to get found. By being on Amazon, by leveraging the FBA program, by leveraging uh, you know your, your sales funnel within, within Amazon and building the correct uh, advertising structure, you're creating the custom audiences for DSP, which we've already talked about. And from there, you have a powerful tool to drive traffic to other platforms. So in general, when you focus on maximizing your visibility on Amazon or maximizing your sales on Amazon, what you see is a sales lift across all your other channels. So when someone comes to Amazon and looking for a product, um, you know maybe they go see your website. Maybe they buy from there. Maybe you're offering some other discount on their website that's not on Amazon. There's different ways to incentivize it, but the general idea being that by creating awareness, by building uh, brand awareness for your brand on Amazon, you're going to see increases in sales across all your other channels. So by doing that, you will be able to build those lists on Shopify or you know whatever other platform you're selling from. It's just a matter of time. Now, when we talk about customer lifetime value again, I mentioned subscribe and save. That is the easiest way to get repeat purchases on the Amazon platform. Um, that is customer lifetime value without actually having the customer details. Other ways to increase customer lifetime value would be the product inserts. How do I get them to you know share this with somebody else? Uh, you could potentially include, um, you know, QR codes for someone to go to your website or QR codes to go somewhere else. Once they hit your website, then you can pixel them and you can run advertising campaigns and other places. So what I, I really don't see it as a, as a huge disadvantage that you don't get the customer details immediately when you purchase from the Amazon, it's really more about the long game and uh, how you can leverage all these purchases on Amazon to start building all your other channels.
2: Got it. So, inside those uh, packaging, as you say, or or in the again, excuse my ignorance for on uh, online or sales on Amazon, but can can uh, would they be? Would anyone be able to use, for example, the marketing boost incentives within the purchase area? You know, to incentivize the purchase, like hey, you get a hundred dollar restaurant savings voucher when you purchase this product line or you get a $200 hotel savings card when you purchase this product. Is that something that could be inserted in an Amazon sale?
0: Potentially could be. Um, it would be difficult to show the visibility of it. Uh, but for example, uh, when you have your product detail pages or your product images on your product detail pages within the the first image is going to be an image of the product. But within the second image, you could say, you know, buy this, it comes with, you know, this discount or this promotion or whatever. Uh, unless consumers are paying attention and looking at the images, they're not going to notice that. But at the same time, you can also include it when it arrives. So, so when it arrives, with
2: it, the product insert could have the details of it, the QR code. Hey, take action. Now you've you've received as a thank you for your purchase. You know, you're eligible for this
0: particular bonus and yada, yada. Exactly. And now we're talking about how do we improve the customer experience? How do we make them happier? Uh, can they you know, potentially tell yeah. other people from this? That's a really good way, uh, a good way that it could be incentivized is like, wow, I bought this product and I got something I wasn't expecting. And I got something
2: expecting. And it might be a way to actually generate that contact information because now in the product insert, you're saying, here's a QR code, go here. You've, you know, we're, we're, we're giving you a $500 hotel savings card as a thank you for this purchase. And, you know, click the QR code here to go get it, you know, instant, instant gratification gift. And now they're going to, now you're acquiring email, phone number, database, you know, what they purchased and boom, you're off to, uh, To con- now you own the data to continue to remarket. Wow. Cool. I just found out another way that I can promote marketing boost incentives. <laughs> <laughs> no, product it's a great, it's
0: a great offering right there. That's a great idea, actually. I mean, when we're talking about making customers inserts. happy, yeah write, yeah, write that one down. That's a good one. Um, product
2: insert with, a, with one
0: of our marketing boost uh, giveaway incentives. Uh, go ahead. Continue. Yeah. The 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 clear thing here is that um, we want to give uh, like an incentive like this or a benefit like this without any expectation of receiving anything back. So when you're giving something away like that, don't be like, Hey, I'm giving you this, this discount. Can you leave me a review? You can't ask for a review. You give them the benefit of it. And then whatever they choose to do with it, you kind of have to let them run with it. But just giving them something like that is increasing the value uh, of their purchase so much that it might be enough for them to say, to go tell their friends that, Hey, I bought this. This was incredible or come back and buy it again to get another discount or whatever it may be.
2: Yeah. You could say, or can you say, for example, maybe you can't, by the way, speaking of reviews, because obviously on Amazon, that's, you know, one thing I know when I shop on Amazon, I'm certainly looking at reviews. I don't necessarily have a super high, uh, value on them. I do, unless there's, you know, hundreds of them, and I can see the majority of them are, are, are positive. Um, and I often look for the, 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 the worst, you know, tell, let me read a couple of the worst ones. Let me read a couple of the best ones and then I'll <laughs> make my decision on whether these reviews are of value. But, uh, is the review simply 100% left up to Amazon to solicit, or is there any additional ways that, a consumer, I mean, a vendor can uh, solicit reviews?
0: So there is a way you can do it through the Amazon platform. Um, a few, and this used to be popular up until a few years ago, where Amazon kind of gave customers the, op, the op, uh, opt-in to opt-out, I should say, the opt-out of receiving emails. Uh, so every seller used to be able to, to email the uh, customer that bought their product up to three times. Then it became they could only email them one time asking for a review, asking for you know seller feedback, whatever they wanted. Now it's become Amazon has allowed uh, customers to opt out of receiving emails. So in place of that, you can now send a review request that comes directly from Amazon with Amazon's copy. I mean, uh, you'll see it in the, the emails you get. It'll just be like the product and like click to leave a review that comes from Amazon. But a lot of times it's the seller that's requesting that review from you. So you're able to request the reviews now from Amazon, but it's not the same way it used to be when it come came to you know being creative with your copy on your marketing emails or, or whatever to try to to get them to take action on something. Uh, now it's more of a a standard review request that comes from Amazon.
2: And in the product, as you were talking about the product insert, they have rules against anything that would solicit a review at that point as
0: well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's the enforceability of it is limited. I mean, someone would have to actually report you to Amazon uh, for doing it, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's probably not worth the risk. You're better off just providing a ton of value without the expectation of anything back uh, and just see what the consumer does.
2: Yeah. And then once you've got their information again, you're, if they bought another product from you directly, then you could ask for a review and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cool. Um, let me see. What? Tell us more. What did, I'm looking back to the ideas for that I would ask you next, but since I'm not the expert on Amazon sales, uh, give me another idea. I mean, what's one of the biggest uh, disruptors of brands on Amazon that have a, sta- you know, disruptor to established brands? Let me ask you that question.
0: Yeah, sure. So when we look at Amazon and we were talking about the advertising capabilities and the positioning capabilities and the ability to show up within the top three search results, It creates a lot of opportunities for smaller brands to be able to steal market share from larger, more established brands. Mm -hmm. Obviously, larger, more established brands have larger budgets when it comes to advertising. But if they're not leveraging those budgets on the Amazon platform the right way, a lot of more uh, skilled or sophisticated marketers when it comes to Amazon are able to steal market share from them. So uh, a good example of this would be when I started selling products myself. Uh, I mean, it was a while ago, it's not as competitive, but the products I started selling were art supply products. And the biggest art supply manufacturer is Crayola. So we were competing against Crayola in the art supply category and we were stealing market share from Crayola. So when you look at it that from that standpoint, if you're not protecting the funnel, like I mentioned before, if you're not having your ad, your own product ads showing up on your product detail pages, it's the, it's an opportunity for all these dis- disruptor brands to come in. Uh, and starts feeling share. The more sales they build up, they can start leveraging DSP and targeting more people that are in audience. All of this takes investment and it takes money, but at the same time, as you're gaining more sales, more brand awareness, more people know, learn about your brand, they're buying your products on other platforms and you continue to scale, your budgets are only going to increase and that's going to give you more and more tools or more weapons to use against a lot of these established brands. So yeah. there are opportunities for really good marketers uh, to be able to get into Amazon with brands and build a brand that's going to steal market share from you know some other multinational brand that's maybe not on top of their stuff.
2: So, what's one what of the what are some of the best ways to start marketing your product, uh, with a small advertising budget on Amazon? How do you get started?
0: So, I would say the best way to start would be uh, the sponsored product ads that I mentioned earlier. Uh, the sponsored products are the ones where consumers are going to buy the bo- buy the most. Uh, your cost per clicks are going to be high, but cost per clicks on Amazon are, are high on Amazon, no matter what. Um, but when a customer purchases your product, when it shows up for a water bottle, they click the ad they get to your product page. It's more than likely they have a high buying intent. Most people are not browsing water bottles to figure out which one they want, but a water bottle is a pretty generic, uh, product and it's, they're either clicking on the ad because they like the way it looks or because it's serving the function they need. And either of those is probably going to lead to a, a conversion. So, with a small budget, anywhere from even two to five thousand dollars a month, you can generate a significant return on your advertising. Uh, I, unfortunately, I can't give exact numbers, but what we typically see is that clients that are spending between two to five thousand on ads get anywhere between uh, two and a half to four times ROAS on their ad uh, return on ad spend uh, from what they're actually spending on the platform. So, you know, five thousand dollar budget of four four uh, x ROAS, you're making twenty thousand dollars in sales. So, which means, uh, which
2: means your product cost has to be. Um, I mean, how do you price products based on not knowing what your market, your advertising spend is going to be in early on the when you start out anyway?
0: Uh, I mean, the important thing to first consider is uh, the fees on Amazon. So you have your standard referral fee, which is about fifteen percent. You have uh, if you're using FBA, it typically comes out if your product is not oversized, if it's not a heavy product. Uh, your product typically will come out to about another 15% fee that way. Uh, so, right off the top, you're looking at 30%. Then, when you start looking at advertising costs, um, you know, if you're at a Forex ROAS, that's 25% of the sales price. So, from there, you're looking at 30, 25, 45% margin left on your sale. Um, you want to make sure that you're able to get your cost of goods within that margin. At the same time, even if you're operating at break-even and your goal is to acquire more customers, then operating at break-even is a great, ter- uh, a great return because you're getting your money back. You're getting more people uh, aware of your product. If it's a, uh, product that's a consumable and people are going to come back and buy it again. Um, you know, you're just acquiring a new customer to the brand and has the potential for, you know, reviews and all these other things that we've been talking about from the incentive aspects. So, it really depends on what your goals are. If you're focused on customer acquisition, running at a break even uh, and figuring out your pricing based on where your A cost is makes sense. Uh, if you're focused on profit, you obviously got to make sure that your uh, return on ad spend is higher so that you have a higher margin or that you have some margin and you're actually making money on each individual sale.
2: So, obviously, it can be a little bit complicated. Uh, yeah. You know, when you I would say one thing that crossed my mind when you talked about that protecting your funnel uh, idea, it's kind of like pay-per-click advertising. You know, if you've got a brand name like mine, you know, I've got a brand name Marketing Boost. Uh, If you search marketingboost.com, you know, competitors of mine are always trying to get in there and and steal the, you know, the clicks. So, you know, we'll have to, we have to advertise with our own brand name just to be, if we want to be on top to keep a competitor from clicking on, you know, bouncing over somewhere else. So I guess it's the same thing, you know. When I've got once I do have eyeballs finding my site, what well, I mean, my product, whether it be with a paid ad or SEO that was eventually built within Amazon, I need to protect that funnel from people bouncing off into somebody else's pockets. Um, exactly. Let me uh, share your site. If people wanted to find you, we would go to amzadvisors.com. And here, uh, your service. Tell us about your service. Exactly. What do you do for a uh, a seller who wants to be uh, increased from, you know, seven times from what I understand you accelerate up to seven, seven figures up and more from with Amazon, Walmart and Mercado Libre down in Latin America.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh So what we do is we essentially have three different programs. One is uh, helping brands launch on Amazon. These are typically brands that are doing a million dollars or more on e-commerce in some other platform. It may not be on the Amazon platform. And they're looking to get onto Amazon and start taking advantage of it. We'll do everything from the setup, the marketing, the positioning, make sure everything's ready for them to succeed on the platform. Uh, Our other program is the accelerator program. This is where we take brands from doing about a million dollars per year on Amazon to getting them over $10 million a year uh we've had we've helped over 200 brands achieve those types of results even some brands going from zero to doing over 10 million dollars a year on amazon so if you're in that uh range and you're looking to really grow on the platform we can definitely help you out there and then finally the last option is the global expansion uh this is where we help entrepreneurs bring brands from one country to another so if you're in the US and you want to sell your products in Europe or Latin America Uh, We can help you navigate that entire process, dealing with all the complexities of logistics, of of regulatory approvals, uh, of taxes, and fiscal responsibilities, and help you make sure everything is set up correctly for you to start growing on those platforms in those different markets.
2: Powerful. And so to find you here, we'd go to click the Get Started button, I guess, and schedule a strategy call. Uh, There's a form to do that right here with AMZ Advisors. Uh, Shoot, this is great stuff. I wish I had some products. I was already in that (laughs) 1 million category wanting to get to 10 million. Uh, Folks, we're going to come right back when we hear from another one of our sponsors. Don't go away. We're going to wrap this up with some powerful stuff. Hang right on in there.
1: Is your business on autopilot yet? Do you have automation in place to capture, nurture, and convert prospects into clients via email, SMS, ringless voicemails, appointment setting? Get all the inbound and outbound marketing tools in one place. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com for more on automating your business so you can make money while you sleep.
2: Welcome back to the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast. We're talking about selling on Amazon. Um, You just heard from our sponsor, Automation Booster. And uh, folks, if you haven't automated your business, if you don't have a CRM system that's helping you automate everything from your email marketing, your texting, your voicemail broadcasting, your ongoing communications with prospects, nurturing them to become clients, you need to go check out automationbooster.com. So we're back with Mike Begg, who's currently in Guadalajara, Mexico, living the life uh, over there on uh, buying with pesos and earning in dollars. I envy that. (laughs) So uh, tell us uh, us a little bit about that. How long have you lived in? You said you lived in Mexico for the last six years. Is that correct?
0: Yes, I've lived here in Guadalajara for six years. Uh, prior to being in Guadalajara, I uh, spent a little time in Playa del Carmen, which that's it's not really Mexico. Uh, that's
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's part of the reason that I left to go see other parts of Mexico that actually are Mexico. Yeah, uh, for sure. and I, Guadalajara is a beautiful city. Most of the things that we associate in the U.S. with Mexican culture is actually from Guadalajara and Jalisco, uh, tequila, mariachi. Um all the the dances and everything, but uh, the folkloric dances are from Jalisco. So most of the things that we know in the U.S. as Mexican culture are from here.
2: Absolutely, that's really cool. Well, we're uh, we're, we're by the way, those of you listening or watching on YouTube here, we are planning on launching soon our marketing boost solutions podcast in Spanish. I may be having uh, Mike back porque él habla también, So uh, Mike, we might have you back as a guest on our we'd love to have you back as a guest on our Spanish uh broadcast when we're ready to do that. And uh, this has been a wonderful chat with you. What last words of wisdom would you have to aspiring entrepreneurs or anybody aspiring to uh, launch on Amazon? Uh, what would you say to somebody who's out there either? Obviously, if they're already moving along successfully on Amazon, you're the guy to go to, to take them to the next level, to take them to Latin America, to take them to other platforms like uh, Mercado Libre and uh Uh, what was the other one? Uh,
0: Walmart, everything we can help on a lot of different platforms. But, uh, look, I would say to people that, yeah, are already selling, like if you're looking to get to that next level, we'd be glad to help. Uh, at least you know, have a conversation and give some ideas or tips on what we think will probably work for your brand. But if you're looking to start in the selling space, Amazon is a great opportunity for you to get started. Uh, your conversion rates are going to be much higher on Amazon than they're going to be on any other platform, including your own website. So it's only another reason to focus and start there. And you don't need a crazy investment. Uh, as long as you have a good manufacturer that ha- and you are ensure that your product actually works and it's good quality, those are the things that are really going to help you stand out. Uh, from there, it's really just a matter of learning how to advertise, uh, learning how to start growing your account. And there's a ton of free resources out there that can educate you on a lot of that.
2: Now, what products or are there any services ever sold on Amazon or it's all product-based?
0: It's all product-based, but the uh, DSP platform, you can advertise services. Uh, so like, for example, if you sell an insurance or something, uh, you could run a DSP ad on Amazon for your insurance service, which would take them to the website. Um, but DSP,
2: uh, and what does that stand for?
0: Uh, DSP is Demand Side Programmatic, I think, or Demand Side Platform? I think it's demand-side platform. Um, Demand-side
2: platform. Okay. I never heard of that. That's good.
0: Yeah. That is the programmatic advertising on Amazon. And that's where you can market services uh, on Amazon or on other websites that Amazon owns. Amazon owns uh, the movie website, IMDB. Uh, They own Goodreads. They own a bunch of other assets. So you can get ad placements on all of those uh, as well as they buy inventory on third-party ad networks. So you can get your ads showing up on there.
2: And what about books if you're trying to sell a ebook or books that uh, that promote, you know, that eventually end up creating a client for you is that are are the advertising is just everything we've talked about uh, work similarly in selling uh, courses or books.
0: Uh, yeah, with books, you could do the same. I mean, uh, we we did that at some point. We don't really do it right now. But if you create an ebook that provides enough value to your target consumer, uh, you could potentially link within the ebook to your uh, service and try to upsell them that way. Uh, advertising would work the same. Marketing would work the same. You get the access to the same tools. So uh, it really just be a matter of being able to scale your advertising from there.
2: Can courses be sold in Amazon?
0: No, unfortunately not. Uh, you can't sell any courses, um, but you could sell books and you could use books as a lead magnet to drive people to other sources.
2: To, uh, got it. Wow. I've had an education today on selling on Amazon. I appreciate it. I'm sure our audience will love it as well. <laughs> Folks, if you like the content we bring, brought you, please like, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and comment below as well. Let us know your thoughts or if you have any questions about this. Ask it right down below in the links below here, and uh, I'll forward those questions on to Mike, or he can see it on the YouTube channel and get back to you. Or let me show one more time. Let's show his screen. Mike, tell us again, where do we get a hold
0: of you? Uh, You can reach us on the website, amzadvisors.com, or you can email me directly, mike at amzadvisors.com. We're always glad to chat with any brand that's looking to scale on the Amazon platform or Mercado Libre or Walmart or whatever other e-commerce platforms you're interested in.
2: Cool. I look forward to uh, hopefully running into you one day in Guadalajara, Mexico, over (laughs) some tequila and some mariachi music.
0: (laughs) Sounds good to me, Marco. Thank you for having
2: me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, folks. Again, like, subscribe, share, and comment below. Thank you very much, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast with your hosts, Captain Marco Torres. Now it's on you. Take the next step now. Go to MarketingBoostSolutions.com for more on how you can wow, delight, and surprise your clients with the most amazing draw card on the planet. So stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty for knowledge. See you next time.